Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Dad Unraveled. Um, I'm going to give you a little backstory before we jump into all the good stuff. Um, so, you know, born and raised in New York City, um, always had a love for content creation. Uh, I created content professionally for about six years um, for Mixer and Facebook gaming. Had a great time with that and really, you know, uh, tapped into the love of uh, content creation and really interacting with people, motivating others, um, and just building a community around, like, you know, truly inspiring and um, spreading positivity and good energy um, through the love of gaming, right? Came up with the channel, uh, The Gamer's Couch, and, you know, I, I uh, real life, you know, kicks in, and um, years later, you know, I end up getting a little older and um, having a son. And, you know, obviously as parents, we know <laughs> you don't have much time to game and do all the things we used to do um, once we become parents, right? So I had to kind of pump the brakes and uh, put the content creation on the back burner uh, due to the fact that I became a parent and kind of made job change, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I was thinking the other day, I said, you know, I recently just had a baby. Um, my wife just recently had our son. And um, I wanted a way to kind of share my experience as a parent, you know, as a from 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 a man's perspective, from a dad's perspective. Right. Um, and really just like share my experience as a father, as a new dad and not really trying to give advice, but more kind of just sharing my story and um you know, hoping to inspire others and maybe my story resonates with you or, or you know, I help someone else feel a little better about their situation because they hear me and they, they say to themselves, wow, you know, other dads out there are, are dealing with it too, right? I'm not alone um, in this unknown journey, right? Being a dad, everyone has, you know, advice to give you and, and, uh, it's hard, right, to really figure things out. It's a real interesting um, path to step on being a parent as I'm learning, you know, as a new dad. So, you know, long story short, um, baby was supposed to come June 10th, decides to come April 4th, right? So me and my wife are like big planners, so we were planning the whole thing. And, you know, in our minds, we <laughs> were kind of just like, thinking, hey, everything's going to play out normal. Um, we're going to just, you know, wait for expected date. Everything's going to go as scheduled. And we weren't really thinking of the what ifs, right? Um, so baby's, baby ends up coming early. Um, he was born premature due to, you know, difficulties um, that arose that forced them to, you know, bring the little guy out to the world early. Um and it was interesting because, you know, the whole time I was really just telling myself, you know, I was doing all this planning in my mind, prepping the baby room, get everything ready. You know, I got the baby room ready way ahead of time, right? Baby room was like fully ready, like <laughs> within, a, within a month I had the baby room fully ready. Um, the baby room actually used to be my old office where I used to make content when I was... Um, creating gaming content professionally I had like my own little office set up so you know the first sacrifice was giving up the office the man cave right so uh I gave up the man cave and um had the baby room fully set up 
you know, it took me a little bit to fully acknowledge the fact that I had to give up the man cave. Um, but once I did, it kind of felt good to kind of just see everything come into fruition, right? You're slowly seeing the room come together. Um, you know, people were sending things from the from the uh, baby registry and stuff. And it was just nice to see, you know, the dresser come together and the and the crib come together and all the different pieces, like almost of a puzzle, um, come together slowly. Um, it was therapeutic in a sense, right? So when I finally got the room together, it was like a sense of peace, you know, just looking at it and saying like, wow, like little man's coming into this world and his room is like fully set up. He got his own bathroom, his own door, you know, uh, flat screen on the wall. You know, I painted the room. I just went all out making sure that, you know, I wanted his experience coming into this world to be beyond anything I experienced as a kid, you know, or as a baby, <laughs> even though I <laughs> who remembers, you know, <laughs> anything about being a baby. But, you know, just in general, I wanted him to, you know, come in and be all set up and ready to go. The only thing I wasn't thinking about was what if the baby comes early, right? I don't think many fathers are really <laughs> thinking about it. I don't know if it was just me, but I was kind of like in La La Land thinking, eh, baby's going to come expect a date. You know, everything was going smoothly. I wasn't expecting anything to, to go different. Um, when the baby came early, um, I'm not good with change. And I know a lot of us are not good with change. Um, it's a constant struggle for me um, dealing with change gives me tons of anxiety um and it's the imaginary beast that i'm battling you know on a regular basis um but uh when the baby came early it definitely was a boomerang and it was just incredible you know i was already so nervous about being a new dad you know just thinking of the expected date right you're just thinking about this expected date oh my god june 10th is coming and you're just <laughs> telling yourself like yeah, you know all the things you need to do and you know you want to prep for like the day that the baby's coming and have the bag ready and are we taking a cab are we gonna drive there i'm like literally playing this out in my mind like wanting everything to be structured and organized and um the world was like nope that's not gonna happen um we're gonna <laughs> baby's coming early boy so you're gonna have to figure it out um so it was just really interesting you know i get a call and pretty much telling me hey you're gonna have to come to the hospital um baby's coming you know i get there and in a matter of within under an hour you know little man was out here in the world um and i was physically you know looking at him um so it was just wild you know april 4th he's born and i'm thrown into this whirlwind because you know, nobody, you know, nobody really talks about the bad experiences or like all the things that can go wrong. You know, when it comes to pregnancy, usually it's always like the positive things. And and um, it was just real interesting to process all that. Right. Day of you're like, oh, wow, baby's here now. He was supposed to come June 10th. So now he's born premature and you're worried, you know, about not only the baby, but I'm worried about my wife's recovery too, right? Because you want her to be well also. So it was just a real um, interesting experience. And, and 
you know, your adrenaline, my adrenaline just kicked in like to a hundred percent. And I was just in full daddy mode where you go into this protective mode where, you know, you just want to make sure your team is good, right? Like your little team, you, your wife, your kid or whatever, you know, your team is, 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 is made up of, right? You, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever it is, you know, you want to protect that little team, right? Um, so I tried my best, you know, to to be as hands-on as possible because I knew my wife needed me, you know, and I wanted to be there for the baby. Um, and wow, it was just real interesting, you know, because you see all these mothers, they're coming home with their babies and nobody ever talks about, like, the what-ifs, right? Or a baby being, being premature and the things you, you can do and, and not do and advice for that, right? So... I was reading all these books kind of prepping you like for all the different stages until the birth of the baby. But in all these books I was reading, there was never really information about, you know, how to deal with raising a premature baby or going through that and the ups and downs of that. Um, and it wasn't easy. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, for those of you that uh, have experienced that, it's it, my heart goes out to all of you. It's... Uh, it's nerve-wracking, but at the same time, you know, I had people giving me advice and just telling me, you know, look at the beauty of it all, right? Like, little man's here early, and you get to experience him, you know, much sooner than, you know, he, he he's here in April. You were supposed to see him in June, so it's like almost like a pre-release, right? Like, when you pre-order that video game, you get early access. <laughs> you get the early access, and um, it was just real interesting, you know, like my first night, I, I was there spending, you know, time with him in the NICU. And, um, you know, you're seeing him so small, right? And uh, two pounds, 15 ounces, little guys just there in your hands. And I'm this like six foot, you know, 160 pounds guy. And I'm holding, you know, I'm seeing my son. I couldn't hold him yet because he was so small. But just seeing him so little. You know, you, you just worry and worry. And I'm already, like, a natural worrier. So, you know, seeing him so small, you're just worried about every little thing. And uh, it was just incredible to see the fight and and uh, and just how not only beautiful but just special the experience was. Just, like, life, new life, you know, just, just admiring new life and just looking at him and staring at him. Um it was a special moment, you know, so, like, we had 24-hour access to the baby, so, you know, I always made sure to, like, go down there, and me and my wife would just spend time with him and read to him and, you know, try to uh, really interact as much as we could, right? Because, you know, when they're in an incubator, it's hard to really, you know, you're wondering, what can I really do, right, to interact and engage with the baby because you're scared. You're, they look so delicate and... You know, can I, you can't really touch them just yet. So it's like, what can I do, right, to help this little person out, right, while I'm here? And, uh, you know, thank God, health-wise, you know, he was doing great. And um, it was more just him being born at 30 weeks, right? Um, and then, you know, just time was all he really needed, right, to grow and get strong and, you know, get through all the obstacles that he needs to, uh, that he needed to get through as a preemie, right? Um, but it was just so incredible, like the, the, the NICU journey for those that never 
um, you know, been through it, you know, every day, just taking a trip to the hospital, you know, I, I'm, you know, we had to get hop on the train every day, you know, go to the city, go see the baby, you know, spend a couple of hours every day in the hospital, visit them, you know, interact with them, feed them, um, you know, getting all the updates from the doctors, making sure he's okay, and, and, uh, it was a true ex- it was a true experience. I kind of went into like this shutdown mode, you know, for all my dads out there. Um, I totally get it. It's like you, we can as humans, you know, we can only process so much, and I feel like after a certain point, we just like shut down. Um, and I was kind of like in my shutdown phase where I was blocking everything else out and just completely focused on the f- me and my little unit, you know, me, wife, baby. Um, and our days were literally just baby, you know, all day pretty much from morning to midday and then going home, sleeping, <laughs> waking up and repeating um, the process. Um, the one thing that I did find that was super powerful was, you know, the stories that you hear um, in the NICU of other mothers, you know, that have gone through, you know, pr- situations very similar to what me and my wife went through right so it really makes you feel like united right like you're like oh wow i'm not alone out here there's other people dealing with this with even worse situations right because i know sometimes we beat ourselves up and we're like oh why this happened to me and you know you start feeling like am i alone out there like i'm the only one going through this and uh you know it was nice to kind of see like you know what we're not alone in this. There's other people dealing with this. And we kind of started seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Um, and I just kept telling myself, like, normally, you know, the baby comes term, you know, when it's full term on the, you know, on the date or close to the date. And you don't have access to, like, these amazing team of people, really, right? So as far as, like, doctors and nurses that we were surrounded by in the NICU, because he was a premature baby, right? So I kept telling my wife, like, you know, let's really take advantage of the fact that we have these knowledgeable people around us and really embrace this and not really look at it as a negative, right? And um, since he was doing so well, uh, baby Grayson, he, um, you know, it was a blessing in that sense because he really only needed time, right? Um, so being in the NICU for two months, you know, it was, it was interesting. It was two months of constant going to the hospital, you know, constant updates. Um, and I really kind of like tuned into like what I could do as a parent, as a new dad to really just be involved as much as I can. Right. I wanted to be as hands-on as possible. I wanted to support my wife in any way I can, and then I also wanted to be there for the baby in any way I could. Um, you know, knowing that he was like, you know, in an incubator, couldn't really interact as much as I wanted with him. But in the early days of of uh, you know being in the NICU, I learned that uh, you know my dad kept telling me like Chris, you know, you know. Uh, engage him a lot, read books to him, you know, pick up a book and, and, and read to him. You know, I, I, I learned that um, how powerful it is to read to these little babies when they're little, you know. 
so I really got into that. I really tapped into how intimate and fun it was just to like pick up a book and read to him, even though, you know, he was probably half asleep <laughs> or in a deep sleep um, while I was reading to him. But it kind of helped me pass time. And it was therapeutic in the sense that, you know, it helped me get my mind off of things. And then I also knew that I was like stimulate him, stimulating him mentally, right? Um, you really help build their vocabulary up and stimulate those brain cells and get things flowing in the brain for the baby. Um, so it was nice to kind of just read to him every day. So I, so my dad's out there, like, you know, that are going through that. As far as the NICU experience, definitely try to, you know, tap into that structure for the day, right? I always try to um, get a structure going. So, like, you know, read to him for an hour. I would play music every day. You know, we would, um, you know, feed. And then we do skin to skin, you know, hold them for 30 minutes to an hour um, every day. And then I told my wife, you know, let's just replicate this formula on a weekly basis so that, you know, he's getting the most of us and his experiences as loving and and engaging as possible, right? I didn't want it because in the early days of NICU, I'm not going to lie to you. I was very confused. I did not know, you know, how to really support. So I honestly was just sitting there staring at him um, and, you know, just admiring him, you know, right? Just literally just sitting there and staring at little guy. I never had a moment in my life where, like, I could just sit there and stare at something the way I could just sit there and stare at my son and just like go into a gaze of just like a deep admiration of like, wow, how beautiful, how amazing, how incredible, right? This new form of life in front of me and me and my wife helped create this and bring this to life. Um, you know, it brought tears to my eyes. Like I, 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 I didn't know what else to do in the early days, right? So this was what I did. I would go to him three, four in the morning sit there and just stare at him and just just talk to him, right? And uh, nurses started coming around and telling me, hey, you know, you should really start reading to him and stuff. And it kind of clicked because I said to the nurse, like, oh, wow, my dad was literally just telling me the other day um, about how important it is to, like, really engage with the baby and read to him and how powerful reading is in an early age, even when they are when they're premature or, like, you know, newborns. So that structure for me really helped a lot. Um, I really tapped into the reading. I got a subscription with, uh, with Amazon. I forgot what it was, but they have like a subscription service where you can pay like $4.99 a month and you have access to like unlimited amount of eBooks. Um, the eBooks really helped me out a lot because then I didn't have to physically carry all these books to the hospital. Um, even though I was bringing physical books to read, um, those eBooks came in like uh they they were a big help because i literally bring the tablet and i had access to hundreds and hundreds of books every day read like three four books to them and i really just enjoyed that right um and every day i went in there and i just tried to be the best version of myself that i could be um it wasn't easy because you know you're always worried every day there's a new update and the baby's trying to get through a new obstacle and you know, he, one day they got the belly Reuben light on him, and the next day, you know, he's trying to get through bottle feeding, and and they're trying to hit a target weight. There was always a new goal that they were trying to help him reach, right? 
going through that NICU journey. Um, and it was a roller coaster. I am not going to lie to you. Like for my parents out there who are dealing with it, it's, um, you know, my hat goes out to you. It, you, you you're, you're all warriors. Um, and, you know, you just got to be patient and f- have faith and just, you know, go in there every day and support those little people um, <laughs> as much as we can, man. Give them love and attention and just, you know, truly support them because uh, honestly, time is, is really what most of them need, you know. They need a little time and God willing, you know, everything works out and they eventually get home, right? So, you know, spent two months in the NICU, you know, when we were getting close to the end of our visit there, um, little man's last stage was pretty much just trying to gain weight and they were trying to hit a target weight and then they wanted him to, you know, be drinking a certain amount of milk so that he can hit that weight and then once he got comfortable with feeding, we'd be able to go home. Um, and it was just incredible. Like, that last day um, before we we went home was just like so special right you've been spending two months you know visiting the hospital every day worried about your little person and when they finally hit that last milestone you're just like so proud right and so grateful because i knew that throughout this process things could have went wrong and i was just so grateful every day till that very last day that we left the NICU um just so blessed and grateful that we finally reached that end goal which seems so far away right a lot of times you know you're talking about it but it just seems so far away thinking about it right you're like oh man two months they're telling us we gotta be here for two months and when the doctors were telling us you know they were pretty much saying hey you know he's gonna have to probably be here close to full term so you know, it was hard to digest. In my mind, I was like, oh, wow. So we're going to be here for a while. So when that last day came, you know, I took a picture, you know, of all of us. And I took a picture with, you know, the nurse that was always taking care of him. It was just a real nice feeling to finally, you know, see everything come to fruition and see little man finally, you know, come home. But you have, and it's so funny, too, because, like, towards the end, everyone kept telling us, like, Oh, get ready because, you know, <laughs> your free time is going to go bye-bye. So, you know, I don't know. It didn't fully register in my mind. Um, but it, it finally resonated once I did get home because I realized, like, oh, I totally get it. Um, those last couple of days, um, it didn't click for me when people kept telling me, hey, you better enjoy these last couple of days you have before, you, you know, you get discharged. And the baby goes home. So, you know, in those last couple of days, I was just making sure that we had everything we needed. Um, I ended up getting this amazing, amazing accessory that I recommend to all parents out there um, called a Duna, which pretty much is the coolest car seat in the world. Um, I didn't want to have to deal with, like, lugging little man around everywhere. So this Duna is... a godsend like literally car seat that turns into a stroller and then turns right back into a car seat uh we got that like for the discharge day so i didn't have to worry about you know lugging them around so apparently the the car seat we did get from 
our registry. It's an amazing car seat, but apparently it doesn't have a handle. So in my mind, I was like, I'm not going to be lugging them around without a handle. How am I going to resolve this? Um, the Duna just came in play and it was the best, <laughs> the best investment me and my wife made in regards to uh, accessories for the baby. And uh, yeah, it made our discharge very easy, super smooth. Um, but then the moment you get home with the baby, you realize that, I don't know, it was just like a shock to the system because you're so used of the format of like, all right, you go to the, you go to the hospital, you visit the baby, you're spending a couple of hours with them and then you're going home, right? So when you get home, you're, you know, the baby's at home with you, right? Because you're in the hospital. So you still have that privacy and that time to do what you need to do, okay? Um, but the moment we got home with the baby, it was very interesting to see the dynamic change because now it's like you can't just like go home and now go do what you want to do because the baby's here now. So it's the baby's fully <laughs> integrated into everything you do and how you do it. Um, so it was really interesting to see everything slowly evolve as we came home um, that first day uh, from being discharged. But I will say for a new dad like me, um, it was a relief for me and the wife because, you know, the NICU journey was exhausting. It was an everyday thing. It was a full-time job. Um, was it, it was a, it was a, it was amazing in the sense that we picked everyone's mind, brains and got a ton of knowledge from everyone. We learned a lot. I'm talking pamper changes and, you know, how to rock the baby, how to burp the baby, how to feed the baby. You know, you name it, they taught it to us, CPR, um, everything that we needed to know, we knew before we got home. So by the time we got home, we were pr pretty much professional babysitters, uh, professional baby <laughs> handlers <laughs> by the time we got home. Um, but I will say, wow, like... Now that we're home with him, he's almost, what, three months now, and um, it's been a treat. It's been a treat. <laughs> you know, I unfortunately, while we were um, in the NICU, I went on parental leave, me and my wife. So my parental leave wasn't really, I wasn't able to use it the way I really wanted to use it, which was, you know, being fully home while on parental leave. My parental leave pretty much got eaten up while I was in the NICU visiting the baby for me and the wife. So I had a couple of weeks that I was still off work while the baby was home and then right back to work. Um, but it's been really interesting, um, the battle that I've been having in regards to sleep and really finding the time to really take naps and get the right amount of sleep so that you can be fully functional not only for your wife but for your your baby right um so that's been my struggle uh recently is uh really finding time to sleep um because for those that know me you know that you know i do love to game i do love to um be outdoors and go for my walks and get on my peloton and do some spin classes or whatever the case may be um, you know, always wanting to do something, right? I'm like the, I'm literally like the Energizer Bunny, but only problem is now 
um, those moments where you kind of want to step away as a dad and like just do your own thing. Um, it just doesn't work that way as a father. Daddy duties are on call 24-7 and, um, you know, you just finished work. Well, oh, well, you better go get that baby and burp him and change him and <laughs> give him that bottle because it's time for the feeding. So it's just real interesting how life has changed, but in a positive way. Um, it's just the struggle is real trying to find the right formula for getting the right sleep and eating correctly and, and, you know, getting through the work day and still spending time with your loved one and, um, navigating through all that and, you know, still trying to be this like super dad. Right. Um, what I'm learning is the formula will never be perfect, but as long as you're f trying to be fully present when you're present, is uh i think one of the most important things that was told to me like really be in the moment you know um put the phone down you know put all your devices down and really try to just be fully present um is my goal and what i'm working towards right now um it's not easy because a lot of times you're exhausted and you're tired you're stressed from the day but that's been the goal you know just fully present um trying my best to not get cranky and not let sleep deprivation um eat me up eat me up <laughs> but uh other than that being a parent has been interesting and you know i kind of thought it would be really cool to start this podcast and really just share my experience as a new dad and really share things from a dad's perspective right um so the plan is to pretty much like release um recordings about like once a week and hopefully you know people tune in and listen and and i hope this resonates with others and maybe this you know makes someone else out there feel a little better that i'm not alone and you know being a dad is not easy for my new dads out there you know we just got to keep working at it and uh every day try to bring our best you know version of ourselves right and just be as patient and loving and kind um as possible right but uh appreciate you all for tuning in i'm gonna try to make these 30 minutes and uh short and sweet and to the point um yeah so thanks for tuning in everyone i hope you all enjoyed dad unraveled this is our first episode and uh talk to you soon and have a blessed july 4th weekend everyone <laughs>